Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks Welcome. for joining us today on the Family Mission <laughs> Podcast. It is your hosts speaking, Sam Trio. Spellman, Daniel Spellman, and Mark Spellman. That's right. We're glad you joined us on today's podcast. You are a very important part of this conversation. We want to hear from you. Hey, if you haven't connected with us lately, connect with us on social media, all those links. Check in the, the description below. Down below. Or above, actually. It might oh, yeah. depend on what podcast app you're listening to. Hello. But find it, you know, you can find it, click the links, get in touch with us, leave a review on whatever platform, if it gives you the option to. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. That helps it to get out more people. Always word of mouth, too. Mm-hmm. If you really enjoy the podcast and you feel like it blesses you, it helps you, you know, sparks conversation, you want to bless someone else with it, feel free to share it and, and send it to your buddies. That's right. Um, we do appreciate that as well. Or your budettes. Budettes, yeah. Ladies. I think that's the, like the lady that, version of like a buddy. like the dude and do that. Yeah, dude stretch. and do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the fun thing about English. You, you can just, do anything. You can just throw whatever you want on the end and we'll probably figure it out. Uh-huh. It's a smorgasbord of words. That's why it's so much easier to understand if someone who doesn't really speak a lot of English. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're trying. But yeah. you can still figure it out because mm-hmm. we speak so half-baked anyway. Oh, my goodness. You know, half the time it's not even a full sentence. I mean, we you we tried to learn. We tried. We learned um, uh, quite a French. bit of French, um, but you know, never really became fluent with it. But you know, discovered it. You know, there's some challenges to it, but we all agree that there's way less challenges than if you were trying to learn like English. Because French, I like the one thing I liked about it is how In direct they are. Mm-hmm. In a sense, In the a sense. pronunciation <laughs> is. You can kind that's of get your difficulty. That's your difficulty. <laughs> well, that's your easy part with English. You can mm-hmm. you could say whatever you want, you however you want to say like it. You can have the gnarliest accent, and we could still figure it out. Sentence structure and all that. Uh-huh. Oh, it hurts for a lot of people because it's always backwards. Yeah, <laughs> for other people because like our adjectives and all that's before and or the or verbs. Whatever. Yeah, the verbs yeah. and all that. It's no. flipped compared to everything else. Everything else is Latin based and yeah. junk like that. Well, at least for Latin languages. But then you start Most going like, like Hebrew, mm-hmm. some of those other languages, Aramaic roots. Man, that's just yeah, some of the Chinese, the Asian um, countries. That's a whole new realm. Russian of language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that have you seen the Russian alphabet? No. Okay. Half the letters are like the English alphabet, but they sound nothing alike. Uh-oh. <laughs> like you look at something that looks like an F and it sounds like um, like a B or something. Sure, and like and you're T. like, no. <laughs> That's so bad. No. This, is, this is difficult. <laughs> and put some extra wrinkles in your brain. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you got to have some skill. If you can like speak English and Russian, you are like a top tier. Top, lovely Linguist. like 10, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Since we're talking about words, what, yeah. what's the word that we're going to get into today? <laughs> well, good thing God knows our language. God speaks our language, and if you know, if you speak redneck, he speaks redneck. If you speak Japanese, he speaks Japanese. He speak Hawaiian God, pigeon. If you, if you speak Hawaiian pigeon, he speaks. Then he speaks Hawaiian pigeon. He will make a way to communicate with you, and you know he does. And all kidding aside, that's one of the beautiful things. We're going to go back to Jeremiah this week. If you missed last week's podcast, uh, Sam, Dan, and I all had a wonderful conversation with you and if you missed it it's kind of a 
kind of a setup for today's conversation. This one will stand alone. We were teeing it up. We yep. were teeing it up. Getting it ready. But we're going to smoke it here today. And we're just going to grip, grip it and rip it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were talking about, what's his name? Jack, John Daly? John Daly. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of funny... Um, this, you got now that we got Dan in here, I feel much more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we can have a whole lot more fun. <laughs> more fun. Sorry. Go ahead. We're going to talk about Jeremiah chapter one mm-hmm. and what was said to him, and break down even some because we read we got into it a little bit with what the Lord was saying to him and some of just the the dreams and the way he spoke to him mm-hmm. individually. But yet how big they were and magnanimous and how easy it is to just excuse those things yeah. away. Mm-hmm. And what I was going to mention was, you know, God speaking our language, you know, he told Jeremiah the prophet, he said, go down to the potter's house and there I will speak to you. So sometimes he'll take something that's a part of our life or it's part of our culture and he'll use that to speak to us. You know, something that you're a part of, something that's your vocation, something that's your hobby, something that interests you. He will dial in and communicate with you in terms and in ways with images and experiences you will personally understand. That's absolutely That's true. how intentional and, uh, and intimate God's conversation and God's communication with us. So we were we were in the book of Jeremiah. I'm going to have Dan read it again here today. Um, Jeremiah 1, I believe 4 through 8, and he's going to pick it up and read it. And then we're going to talk about the two halves of that uh, passage, but then we're going to pick up the second half here today. Okay. So, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for all whom I send you, you shall go. For to all whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Amen. So we see there that before we were ever in our mother's womb, um, there's something that God planned for our life. There's, He said, before you were in your mother's womb, I ordained you, I planned you, I consecrated you, and I have a, I have a purpose for you. That's a lot of preparation. Man. And see, that's good news to understand. And then understanding how the Bible also says that it is His will that none should perish. Come on. So mm-hmm. that right there, those two verses alone. Mm-hmm should give us the utmost confidence that the Father, our Creator, is for us. He's on Mm -hmm. our side. He's on our side. That's not just like a cute phrase we say, oh, the Lord is fighting. You know, like the song, the Lord is fighting for us, pushing back to, you know. I remember that song. I used to jam out to it. Mm -hmm. But that that truth is not just something that we sing just just to sing it. Mm -hmm. It's something that needs to be foundational in our hearts Mm -hmm. because understanding that His goodness, His mercy... Yeah. You know, those things. And see, the beauty of the cross is just that. It tells us God is fighting for us. Mm -hmm. God's not giving up on us. So when we talk about God having a plan for your life, you think, oh, man, well, that's all great and wonderful. But, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up in ministry. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up in any kind of religion or whatever your history or story is. Those things quickly are turned by our enemy, our adversary, the devil, to become excuses as to why 
we can't fulfill God's plan for our life because God is very redemptive. God has the power to redeem and to get us back on course. Something you hear at Family Mission a lot is reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is able to hit the divine reset button, you know, and take his, us back. Well, and his calling isn't always just a ministry five-fold calling. Talk about that. You know, I, th- I think that's important, too. Again, even in our in our home. Um, let's just take it, you know, to to our house. I sound like mom. This is so funny. <laughs> I like listen to myself in these podcasts. I'm like, I sound just like mom. Anyway, <laughs> you are her son. I, I am. So, <laughs> whatever we take these things to our own house, you know, my quote unquote calling, the things that God has for me, the way that God has positioned me in the earth is completely different than the way that the Lord has positioned Dan in the earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the way that we think. Mm-hmm. The way that we operate as people, the the things we find funny. I mean, a lot of those things, yeah, there might be similarities because we spend time together. Mm-hmm. But as far as the core of who we are, the way we think, the way we operate, the things we're interested in, those things are different. Mm-hmm. And that those things are a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times they can be connected even to the way that God is wanting to direct us mm-hmm. in our own path. So even the calling of what's on my life, that doesn't mean it's, even though we're in the same family, that doesn't mean Dan mm-hmm. is to be subject and, and do the same exact things exactly how I do them, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So even when when we allow the Lord to reveal that truth to us, that mm-hmm. simple truth that we're individual, you know, and yet at the same time when he was revealing himself to Jeremiah, yeah, you know, he was he was individually revealing what he had in store for him and the Lord does that to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's things that can again intermingle and come together, but at the end of the day, our relationship with the Lord has to be an individual one. Mm-hmm. It has to be a personal one because there is an individual place that he wants to fit us yeah. in the earth to fulfill his will in the earth. It says, man, we were made to to delight yeah. him. We were made for his delight. For we were, his pleasure. For his pleasure. We weren't just made so that I can, you know, be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so low. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, again, we think that that's like the highest thing, you know, a billionaire and take over the earth. You know, like if you, like, what did Jesus say? Or not Jesus. I don't want to peg this one on Jesus. <laughs> but what was the song he said? If uh, Gain the whole world and lose your soul. Yeah. You know, the, those well, he words. he did say that. He did say that, yeah. didn't he? Okay, I wanted to make sure I wasn't misquoting the yeah. Lord of the universe. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be like... What do you gain if you gain the whole world? world but, but lose, lose your soul. soul. You know, it's that same point. You know, you can gain a lot of natural things, mm-hmm. but the individual purpose where you will find the most fulfillment as a person, where we come together in unity, in experience... In provision, I mean, all of those things that we can look for, prosperity, mm-hmm. they all come whenever we allow him to speak into our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and back in our passage here in Jeremiah 1, um, I want to mention just two things, and I want you guys to dig into the, the second one a little bit. But I want to, again, just remind everyone that, you know, Jeremiah had to discover um, – what and he discovered it by the word. The word is our path to discovery. Jesus found who he was in the word. We're going to find who we really are in the word. And so once we discover that, then what Jeremiah faced was, oh my gosh, he began to feel like, who am I, you know, to do these kinds of things. But before we dig into even some of the excuses and the fears, like Jeremiah had fears, we're going to have to face fears to fulfill God's plan for our life. There's another scripture that just kind of been swirling in my heart, too, that I think all of us know. We've probably heard it, you know, if you've had any teaching on family or parenting or any of that kind of thing, that 
the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they are born, or way that they are leaning. leaning, and when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Or I think King James says, train up a child in the way that they should go. Um, you know, we got to make sure that we do catch that part that Dan emphasized right there, because that's the that's the Hebrew emphasis. Train up a child in the way that there's they're leaning. There's a lean to their life. There's something they're leaning towards. There's, there's going to be things that are like you were bringing out, Sam. There's going to be distinctions between different children. There's going to be distinctions in what makes them angry, distinctions between what makes them happy. And don't just throw away things that make a child angry. I mean, because that might be their passion for injustice. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you got to curb the anger. You can be yeah. angry and do not sin. But if something's making a child angry, I mean, beyond just obviously selfish reasons. But I'm saying pay attention, especially as they grow older. There's going to be things like, you know, if they're upset when they see someone being ignored, or if they're upset about poverty, or if they're upset about the homeless, or if they're upset about whatever, those things that not only give them pleasure, but things that give you know make a make a person or even you as an adult if yeah. there's if there's a something that really strikes your heart that makes you upset um, obviously don't enter into sin and be angry over it that way but pursue God's uh, purpose in that and because, His redemption in those exactly. areas because there's probably a good good chance that He wants you to do something about those things yeah mm-hmm. and another thing with the leaning. Is I just kind of saw, you know, when you're leaning, the only way to move forward is you have to start leaning forward. Yeah. And so if you're leaning, the only way to move forward is you have to lean, yeah. you know, go where you're leaning. Otherwise, you're having to back off to try and reel back to, you know, mm-hmm. backtrack to get away from the lean. So if you don't follow that, it's a lot harder. <laughs> but just accelerate forward, you take off and you can go. That's right. So you... you know. You get momentum, you you tap yeah. into the power of momentum when you realize that lean. Mm-hmm. And so again... The back- Lord gives us each and every one a lean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, that's not something, again, like the other scripture we talked about last week was um, in Jeremiah, there's the truth that the the ways of man to that are mm-hmm. the ways that he should go, they don't come from inside man. Yeah. The steps he takes, mm-hmm. they're, they're not made to be ordered by himself. Yeah. In other words, we are a created being. Yeah. You know, a, a man, you know, man was the only thing that the Lord formed yeah. from the dirt. Everything else he spoke. It says yeah. he created, he said, light be and light was. Mm-hmm. He spoke to the earth, earth was. He spoke, you know, to, he created the birds of the air, he created the, the animals mm-hmm. of the lands and the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air. You know, he goes into those things and he uses his words. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to man, it says he formed man from the dust. You know, and then Jeremiah, he yeah. says, go down to the potter's house. Why don't we talk about going down? Because, again, the way that we're leaning, mm-hmm. all of these things are connected. When yeah. he goes to the potter's house, the Lord tells him something. What does he yeah, he, tell him in he that? Yeah, he says, go down to the potter's house. And he says, there, I will speak to you. And, of course, as a prophet, he was going to receive a word for Israel. And, of course, it wasn't necessarily a word that was going to just be a pat on the back. You're doing awesome. Keep it up. Great job. It was going to be a word that was going to bring correction. And that was part of what Jeremiah, as a young prophet, you know, he started to feel like, who am I to be this prophet? You know, my age, I'm so young. And that was his particular thing that he felt was an excuse because, again, he just... um, 
He struggled with that. But when he went down to the potter's house, what he began to see was a, a potter, you know, doing work on a Making piece of some, clay. Yeah. And how, you know, whenever the thing was being formed up and it wasn't quite like the potter wanted it, he would then smash it and then, <laughs> and then remake it, you know, and he would, one grind, he'd smash it and then he'd remake it, you know. And so he began to see what power the potter had over the clay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really what we have to, if we're going to fulfill God's plan for our life, we have to realize we're the clay. He's the potter. He has power over our life. And that's not a fatalistic, like, okay, God, you know, what are you going to make me? Yeah, or a nihilist, you know, everything's just going to explode anyway. Mm-hmm. He's going to do what he wants. Why even try? That's not where we're going. With no. Mm-hmm. But realizing if he is creator, we're his by right of creation, and Jesus is our Redeemer, or His by right of redemption, then it would probably do us well as parents and as children, <laughs> make sure that we seek His face. And here's the beauty thing. The Bible says if you knock, the door will be open. If you mm-hmm. seek, you'll find. If you ask, it'll be given to you. Yeah. And He says, even He even used the examples of parents. He said, if a child asks for you a fish... This are you is in Matthew give... 5, 6, and 7, if you're curious mm-hmm. on the reference. Yeah, he says if if you're asked by your child, you know, give me a give me a fish. Are you going to give them a stone, or if they ask for you know some bread, are you going to give them a serpent? I mean, no. He said, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to them who ask? So a lot of times we have not. Jesus said because we ask not. It's because so of that we need that, to seek. It's that deception that the enemy is so often playing. And forgive me for kind of interrupting you in that. I shouldn't. Should have come at that a little different. <laughs> See, like even I'm not trying to just, but even that discussion right there, mm-hmm. understanding when we come in as a person and we're working with one another, we're talking with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an honor that we can have, but that honor comes only when you receive honor. You can only mm-hmm. give what you receive, right? You know, if I've never received true love. Mm-hmm. I have no capability of giving it because it's never I've never experienced it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the same way with honor. Honor is something that you, you give it, but it's also something that's given to you first. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just honor someone just to honor someone. That's why you, unfortunately, see this huge cultural shift, people that demanded honor without giving it to their kids. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a huge, a big generation. I don't know what generation it was, but there was a lot. And I know even kids... My age, they would say things like, you know, if you want my honor, you better earn it. Mm-hmm. Because there was so much demanded in that category without listening, without honor being given or love being given to the child mm-hmm. in those relationships. Yeah. What do you got, Dan? It's like, that goes back to what you said last week about um, how Brother Keith, the example that he gave, mm-hmm. how his, you know, his, his grandparents and his father. Yep. They they listened to him and they honored what he said. Yeah, that that's the same root. And you know, it. and so that we can have that starting point. See, that's what the cross gives to us. It gives us yeah. that baseline, because again, the message of the cross. And I feel like God's really reaching out to somebody here today. Um, the cross is not just about man. Your your life's a wreck. You're a sinner. You need to receive forgiveness. The cross is a much bigger message, and it's way deeper than that. That is the benefit that is available. But what the cross is trying to tell you is how valuable you are to God. Mm-hmm. And that's honor. See, when you that's like good. when you go to sell a home, what do you do? You get an appraisal. 
And what's that appraisal for? It's to agree upon a value. You know, it's based on market, you know, prices. It's based upon, you know, the region you are, conditioning of the house. You, you know, you pay somebody to come out and they give you an appraisal. And so based on that appraisal, you list it. And based upon that, you enter into negotiations and enter into the contract. And you finally sell it where you're happy with what you get. They're happy with what they get as a buyer. So that's mm-hmm. the purpose of an appraisal. We'll see, obviously, Redemption. I mean, the redeem is a purchased possession. I mean, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier we're, we're, we belong to God by right of creation. He formed us. Mm-hmm. But we're also his by right of redemption. He bought us back. But the price was the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And that's a pretty high price. That's yeah. the price of a perfect man. The perfect man. And so the and question only is... Son. And right. his only son. <laughs> his only son. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> on top of that, not only was he a perfect man, he was also one of one. <laughs> yeah, come on. And so the question then is how valuable we must be. So if you'll just allow yourself just to see the simple truth, that was God's appraisal. It was his appraisal of you and I. And so no matter how valuable you may be to others, maybe you feel rejected, not accepted, the cross is screaming. The cross is shouting at you today that you are valuable to the Lord. You are so valuable to the Father that no matter what your past has been, no matter what your circumstances, you know, I myself, when I was born, I was the youngest of four, and I came six years later after the first three. You know, my older three brothers kind of boom, 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 and then six years later, I show up. <laughs> I was not playing. <laughs> now I'm not. You know, I, I grew up loved By and your accepted. Parents. God planned you <laughs> exactly. That's the point I'm, I'm getting at. Is that yeah. even if you're not planned, or you're an unplanned pregnancy, or maybe you were given up for adoption. That doesn't mean God's given up on you. That doesn't mean that your life was not planned. There's no purpose. All that means is we have to get back to the cross. That's where we're going to have that honor. You talked about receiving, Sam. You say, well, you know, no one's ever honored me. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. You have been honored. Jesus honored you. The Father honored you. Holy Spirit has honored you. And that's a message that's what Family Mission is is trying to instill into you, even in this conversation today. It's what the Bible is really trying to help people to see is how valuable they are to God. And this is about family from the beginning, and it's to be about family forever. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you, again, you can't give what you haven't already received. Yeah, that's why right. you, why do you have to be born again? Why do you have to receive Christ into your heart? Mm-hmm. Why you do you have to Christ. receive the Holy Spirit? Cause you can't, you can't mm-hmm. give those things. That's right. You know, and, and when we say give Christ, you know, again, you can get real natural with it and you think you're, well, I just chopped Christ's finger off and I'm giving it to you. No, mm-hmm. that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a way. Again, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. The way he lived, you can't give that experience to someone unless you first received it. You can't teach someone to ride a bike until you've ridden a bike yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't give someone a good hug until you've received a good hug yourself. (laughs) You can't, you know, fly a plane unless you've, you know, those, that principle of life, Mm -hmm. you don't give unless you've received it at some point in some way. Yeah. It's the same way. If you want to really change the world, if we want to really love people from Mm -hmm. a pure place, an honest place, a place that 
elevates them, helps them, edifies them, strengthens them, gives them purpose, gives them meaning, then we first have to receive from Christ yeah. our purpose, our meaning, our vision, the desires. You know, those things, they have to be fortified yeah. in our heart by Christ, mm-hmm. by what he did on the cross, allowing and having faith in what he did, believe what he did. Don't just take it, oh, that's a cool, you know, religion. No, mm-hmm. this is a man who came down yeah. and redeemed all mankind. Yeah. And he desires for every man to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says this, those that are of the truth, they will hear my voice. Sometimes if you really want to know the truth, if you're listening to this and you really want to know the truth, then what we're saying is starting to make sense. Yeah. What we're saying is starting to maybe roll around in your heart a little bit, roll mm-hmm. around in your thoughts. You're thinking, there's, I think there's something to this. That's right. That is that is a, a great factor that you're even seeking the truth. Mm-hmm. Because if you're seeking the truth, you will find Christ. That's right. Because he is the truth. The way he lived his life, who he was, his example, his purpose, mm-hmm. he you is know, the way. I want to give the reference to what Sam mentions in John 18. And what's happening is, is Pilate is interrogating Jesus. And this is right before his crucifixion. And, of course, the charge against Jesus was, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a heretical prophet. You know, we're going we're gonna to kill you. No, the charge against Jesus was he was a king. Yeah. And, of course, that should be a threat to Caesar because uh, Rome, you know, had taken occupation of Israel. <laughs> so that was why it was brought to Pilate, the governor, was because this was this was a political issue. This was a this was a issue of a king rising up, a king in their midst. And Caesar should be concerned about that. And those were the charges the Pharisees brought against Jesus. So then Pilate asked him, are you a king? And he says, well, are you asking me or did someone else put the, put you up to this? <laughs> and there's just a whole lot to it because, you know, Pilate's wife had had a dream the night before and said, you know, listen, baby, don't don't mess with this man. <laughs> <laughs> and a man should listen to his wife. I yep. Mean, that's, uh, she's her dy- well, he's not, her, he, she's his dynamic solution. Thank come you. on. That's right. <laughs> and so tr- very, very trusted counsel that we receive from our wives. But here's what happened is Jesus said, listen, Pilate, he says, those that are of the truth will hear my voice. And that's what Sam was quoting earlier is, is if you really want the truth, what did Jesus say? You're going to find me. You're going to hear my voice because he is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And so a relationship with him is what gives us eternal life. You know, and that's what, and it's not just duration, you know, because eternal life, a lot of times people say, well, you live forever. Well, everyone's going to live forever. Duration is not the issue. Location <laughs> is the issue. issue. Yes, yeah, the Location, issue. location, location. And, uh, but quality of life, you well, know. Exactly. Is, that's, 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 that's eternal so life. Zoe life is the Greek term, you know, in the original language of the New Testament. Zoe is the word used. And it's a quality of life. It's not just... You know, length of life, it's the quality. It's it's that that life that's rooted in love. It's the way that Jesus did life. It's the way he thought. It's the way he handled people. It's the way he listened to people. It's the way he taught people. And, uh, you know, I want to give you just a passage, you know, maybe a little homework as we head towards a, a landing on today's conversation. I just think we got... I, That's I, our plane noises. I got clearance from the tower, but we can bring it in for a clear to land. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, we do. We want to keep conversations just kind of short and uh, inspirational and hopefully just give you something to think about and pray about. But, you know, Psalm 139 is a tremendous psalm that you can kind of nourish your soul 
along these lines that are great. You can just grab it and, you know, like a U version on your phone, or if you have different versions of the Bible, it's good to read through this psalm in a couple different versions, maybe a little more contemporary language and speech, as well as, you know, your NS, NAS, and King James and different ones. But I'm going to grab just a short portion at the very end, because basically it's a prayer at the very end of Psalm 139, and I'm going to read it in a paraphrase called The Passion. And uh, I just like the language that it uses. And it's a prayer at the end of this wonderful psalm where he talks about, you know, the thoughts that I have to you are more numerous than the sands of the sea, more numerous than the stars. That's pretty big speech. Don't let that just like roll over. There's a lot of grands in the sea. (laughs) There's no, there's no, I mean, when you realize, and that's not sarcasm. No. Yeah, I think that's another thing. And God's not, he's not sarcastic. No. The Bible says this in 1 John, says, God is pure light. Come on. And in him there is no darkness. Mm -hmm. Now, darkness in the scripture is also used to describe um, deception, which is perversion, twistedness, lying, scheming. So if there is no darkness in God, that means there is not one lie. Yeah. There is not one perversion. He's not exaggerating. I mean, if he says it, he means it. If he said... Every single grain of sand. And now, even if you think about it, I don't know if any of you guys are on Twitter, but the new telescope mm-hmm. that was just released and the pictures they're taking yeah. of those galaxies <laughs> that you can see that NASA just built, mm-hmm. that is no exaggeration. That's when right. he talks about the stars in the sky and the sand on the sea, it is not a joke yeah. that those are the thoughts and the dreams. Yeah. He made those probably just so that we could know how much. Yeah. I mean... That's a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. just so that we know how much he thinks about us. <laughs> and that was, you know, what we're seeing is like light years, millions of light years ahead of us. It's also majorly in the past. And so, yeah, it's on We're the, looking in the, the past, past, and yeah. it's ahead of us. It's yeah. ahead of us. So try <laughs> time, to wrap, time wrap your warp. around that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Quantum physics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're going so, space-time continuum. We're going, <laughs> we're going quantum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So Psalm one thirty nine, let me read just a short passage and the prayer at the end of it, and you'll you'll see this is God has just got such a wonderful plan for your life and he wants you to know it, he wants you to seek it, and parents he wants you to help, you know, help your children grow up knowing that God has a plan for their life that yeah, they can be everything they're called to be, everything God planned for them to be, and just guide their heart in that direction. Begin to notice, you know, things that they're leaning towards, like we mentioned to earlier. But I love this, uh, Psalm 139, picking it up kind of midway in the Passion. It says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I run or even hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, <laughs> you're there. If I even go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with the wings... Into the shining dawn, you're there. And if I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to even ask darkness to cover me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There is no difference between the two. And then he wraps up the psalm. There's a lot of other good things in there, but he wraps up and he says, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. And I want this to be our prayer here today. Examine me through and through and find out if there's a a path that I'm walking on, something hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there's even a path of pain that I'm walking on. 
And please lead me back to your glorious, everlasting way, the path that brings me back to you. Wow. And so that's, you know, that's what we're wanting. We're wanting to discover, but we're also wanting to know if the, if the case is where you got to come back, maybe there's your life's went in the wrong direction. It's you're on that path of pain and you're thinking, well, this is all great and wonderful. God has a plan for my life. But right now I'm in the middle of a train wreck. You know, things have really went bad. Things are, or I'm going through a divorce or I'm, my, my children are, are wayward. They're not even serving God. They don't even believe in God. There's a lot of things like Jeremiah, we could start throwing up and throw up excuses, excuses. And I, what God told Jeremiah, I think he's telling you and I today, don't say that. Don't say that this is too big for God. Don't say that they're beyond God's reach. We just read in the psalm, where can you flee from God's presence? So his presence is there with them. His presence is there with you. His presence is here with us. And we just want to pray with you and pray over you. I'm going to ask Sam to sign us off in prayer here today and just and just release that blessing and that hope and that strength and that power to you today. Oh, yeah. And the Bible says this. It says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. So even as I speak, I want you guys to to position your heart and realize it's not just the words that I'm speaking as a prayer, but it's Mm -hmm. the power of God's Spirit that is it's omnipresent. He's greater than His creation. He enwraps His creation. He sent His Son into the human experience. He sent the Holy Spirit into the earth, who's resident. I know inside of me, so when I speak, I can yield to Him, and His He can sauce up my words. So don't just believe what I'm saying because I'm saying it. But believe it, because God is for you. Amen. He's not against you. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21, they say, Praise the Lord, for His mercy endures forever. So, Lord, I thank you that your mercy endures forever over our listeners. Your mercy is seeking after them. Your love is pursuing them. You're chasing them down. You want them to turn from their wicked ways and seek your face. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you that your presence is there with them. Even now, Lord, I thank you that you're able to break down whatever walls that might have been built up because of hurt, because of pain. Maybe something someone else built in their life. They were a victim of something. Something happened to them that mm-hmm. was a, a tragic experience. Lord, I thank you that your mercy and your healing is able to break down the pain, the scars, the damage from those things so that they might come to a place where they can seek your face and realize that you are for them. That's right. You are not against them. You love them, and you want them blessed through your Son and through the Holy Spirit whom you sent. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Woo!